Okay, let's do the Igros Kodesh in the volume four. And um, this uh, letter is letter number 829. And it was a uh, tradition, and it's sort of uh, a nice way of putting in a date. You know, you can just write a very dry date. Uh, say, today is Friday, the 21st day of Cheshvon, and just saying it that way. That's one way of putting it. But in a more, I guess, poetic or in a more uh, meaningful way, the way people used to do it, they would take a sentence from within the Parsha of the week, and what they would say is, uh, in this case, they would say it's Monday. And instead of saying Parshas um, Vayeshev, uh, the section of Vayeshev, which is the portion of the name of the Sedra, they would pick a verse uh, inside of the portion of Vayeshev, say, to the order, and that verse would have something to do with the contents of the letter. So he's heading it in this parsha. So in this particular case, the Rebbe says it's Monday to the order of which parsha? No, he doesn't say Vayeshev. To the parsha which says, I'm looking for my brothers. That's the verse. That's the verse where Joseph got lost and he was looking for his brothers, and the person, the angel meets him, he says, what are you looking for? He says, as achay, as achay mevakesh, I'm looking for my brothers. And here the Rebbe addresses this, I'm looking for my brothers, basically the, the contents of the letter is, the Rebbe says, uh, looking for you over there to uh, continue um, um, the work. And further the month, he could have just said to the month of Kislev, but he doesn't just say the month of Kislev, he says to the month of redemption and the redemption of our souls, which refers to the month of Kislev in this case, because that's the language used by the Alter Rebbe when he was freed on the 19th day of Kislev. So instead of saying the month of Kislev, they say to the month in the, of redemption and the redemption of our soul in the year Tavshin Yud Aleph, in the year Tavshin Yud Aleph. Again, this is uh, before the Rebbe has formally accepted the leadership. And here, the Rebbe is addressing a letter uh, to all those participating, and they had a special uh, dinner, I guess, or a gathering uh, to strengthen and funding the uh, institutions of Merkaz Linyone, Chinuch, Machne, Yisrael, and Kahos. Those are the three main uh, arms that the Rebbe used to spread Yiddishkeit and uh, uh, reach out to the entire world. Um, those were the institutions founded by my father-in-law, the Rebbe says, and he leads them, and he continues, they are under his leadership, he says. So the Rebbe is addressing this letter to the gathering of those people over there, and the Rebbe brings, uh, begins by saying lots of peace and many much blessing to all the participants. So he says like this, amongst the institutions that were the most important uh, that were founded by my father-in-law, were the Merkaz Linyone Chinuch. Literally, Merkaz Linyone Chinuch means the central place for matters of education. And then you have the Machane Yisrael, the camp of Israel. 
and also kohos. Kohos, those are actually it's an abbreviation of karna hoytera. That's basically the publishing arm, the the publishing of this forum. And they were very precious to him, very very dear, much very dear to him. And there was a special love from him for these institutions. Uh, he would interest himself in every detail and detail of their activities. And every item was done according to his instruction and with his consent. Also, in the li- later months, based on the instruction of my father-in-law, the Rebbe Arene Kaporis Mishkovei, in the weeks that preceded his passing, the work of these uh, institution has been uh, increased, widened, and much new activities have begun. That is the work with the education in North Africa, uh, which is constantly increasing. And we see vividly, the Rebbe says, how the success rests in the hands, what my father-in-law, what the Rebbe does, how successful it is. Notwithstanding uh, that uh, the group uh, in which the uh, institutions, they function over there, that they work uh, on the educational, uh, educational these, these different educational institutions and the strengthening of Yiddishkeit, and this is, um, and also saving in many very different ways. This actually encompasses all groups, all uh, different diverse uh, layers of, 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 of the Jewish people in all of, uh, all of the countries in the world. So this uh, is self-understood is very, very expensive. Uh, the uh, institution have not yet set up official fundraising uh, mechanisms and the main support that they get comes from my, the previous Rebbe in other words, they're basically funded from here they're no, none of them has their own funding yet but they're all being funded from, from, from the Rebbe so it's understood Rebbe said that from the time that my father-in-law's passing, that income has stopped. No, people are not giving anymore. Uh, so, the, the, oh, I'm sorry. The main, I didn't say. The main, the main, the main income has stopped. I guess the previous rabbit people would give money to, and that has stopped. And it's more than 10 months, there is a great danger that's hovering because there is not financial means to continue to sustain this operation. The time demands, the Rebbe says, immediacy from each one and one of us to remember the obligation, the holy privilege which is laying upon us. For the three? And the main thing to, for, for, the, for these institutions, to fund them, to actually do, in actuality, to fulfill this obligation. And that is to be that we should do and help bring other peoples to do as much as possible to support these institutions. That the father-in-law, Harene Kaponis Mishkova, he basically nurtured them, he raised them, and he invested the best of his energies into them. And thank Hashem, we can tell 
the work of the crafts in his vessel, that you can tell what he created, the uh, his abilities, especially that the craftsman is still involved. He hasn't removed his hands, uh, God forbid, from this vessel. And Rabbi quoting, quoting the, ta- the, the the sages that just as he would, when he was in this world, he would there. He was standing, just like before, he was there conducting it, he's still conducting it now now as well. And the Rebbe is referencing it also, there's some ideas in the Hasidic literature which, which talk about the fact that uh, usually creating a vessel by human being, uh, he doesn't have to, um, he doesn't have to really continue creating it, he just, you know, people were trying to equate the, the creation of the heaven and the earth. And they said, listen, God created the heaven and the earth. Yes, we'll grant you that. But who says that God has to still create it? It's just created once. And they say, look, just like a, a craftsman will create a kiddush cup, he creates it once, and then he doesn't have to create it again. And the Alter Rebbe explains in the in Shariq Lamuna and in other places, it's explained that it's a big difference because the uh, craftsman takes a piece of silver, he doesn't create the silver. So the silver is a being, he just shapes the silver from one, from one kind of a form to another form, he shapes it, but he doesn't create the form. And the, but God, because he has to always recreate it, he brings it into being, uh, he needs to do it all the time. Like they say, the story about this uh, atheist who said, I can do whatever God can do. So he says, God created? He says, okay, let's see you create. He says, I'll show you, I can create. He said, okay, so he says, uh, bring some uh, earth, some water. He said, no, 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 you got to make your own earth. <laughs> you, can't, you can't use anything that's there. You know, if you're going to create, then you got to bring it. Don't use anything that's already there. But in any event, but the Rebbe is saying, but on the spiritual level, uh, it's not so. The investment of energies that the Rebbe invested when he did it continues to uh, it continues to invest, it continues to, to inspire, and uh, the, it says, the, my father-in-law, the Rebbe, said in one of his talks that sometimes uh, when they spoke about a very uh, emotional matter, something very inside, something which was very har- heartfelt, they used Yiddish. The Yiddish, in Yiddish they can express it sort of more he brought us an example that in one of the letters of the Alter Rebbe in which he, he, he's giving a little uh, rebuke uh, the, to the people to, to, to the daven slower or whatever to be more serious he starts the words, he says Gewalt, Gewalt so why does he use the Yiddish words? because somehow the Yiddish word Gewalt uh, for those who know it means has doesn't have its counterpart in another language, and it's in Yiddish. So, so, so the Rebbe says, I have to use my teacher's words. And the Rebbe says, Gewalt, Gewalt. How, what are we waiting for? He says, what are we, why are we sitting quiet? How could we justify? What are, what are we going to answer? He says, when the previous Rebbe is going to ask us, is this your participation in my activities and in my work that on which I sacrificed my soul? So the Rebbe says, you are gathering today on the eve of Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus. 
may it be the will that your good decisions and your intense activities in fulfilling the decisions, the work that's done here, now, and the work that is going to be done in the future, that that will give, you will give the the possibility to fulfill their mission that was outlined by the Friedrich Rebbe in Kaporis Mishkovit. We shall not be ashamed or embarrassed because we will be able to say with righteousness, we have done that which you have asked from us. So the Rebbe says it's self-understood that this letter, although it's written to the people of the gathering, of the meeting, but it's intended also to those that are not presently at present at the, at the, uh, the gathering, but they are connected to my father-in-law, the Rebbe, because certainly they appreciate uh, appropriately his work and his activities. And he's quoting from now from the, uh, from the Tanya, the work of a tzaddik for life, and actually Tanya quotes it from the, uh, I think from the I'm not sure exactly, but the, 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 the effect of the tzaddik to the life for every living thing is the soul of everybody who is connected to him with ropes of, thick ropes of love for a great and eternal love that will not be moved. Maybe this is the words of the Alter Rebbe, meaning that even after the passing, that connection is there all the time. The Rebbe says, I bless you, and I am being blessed with success in our joint work together, and I'm going to seal with the language of the, Re- the Rav, Hashem, for the Rebbe, which is my father, you shall be written, for a good year in the study of Hasidus, in the ways of Hasidus, you should be written and sealed. So, over here you see the Rebbe was uh, pushing the people to fund these activities. And, you know, they say money makes the world go round. You know, without money, you can't do anything. Uh, and uh, and as, as Marty was telling me that in the book that he was reading, it says that the Rebbe, there was, the Rebbe had to create all that. All the people to giving also, not only people to do the work, people to be inspired, people to teach, and also get the money. To, to, yeah. uh, and one of the, I think one of the nice things is that, um, and I'm not sure uh, it's not actually unique to, uh, to Chabad, but in the olden days, uh, the people, the immigrants that came, they're all poor. And the, mainly the Chabad people themselves, or if, the same thing for the other groups, they didn't have their own, their own money. They needed to always come out to money from the outside, to other benefactors from the outside. But as time went on, you know, there were um, many, uh, many, but some, some Hasidim and uh, some Chabadnikas that did very well. And they began to support the activities. So you didn't have to come out to the outside. But yet, the, 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 biggest, um, the biggest job is to get people who have the means to get them to appreciate the work that is being done and to have them share their, uh, from what God has blessed them with, that they should direct their money to the, uh, to the places where it's uh, really used for proper things, not for a, for a picture that costs uh, half a million dollars to hang in a museum, 
but rather to living people, <laughs> to help people uh, find their way, to, to support people financially, emotionally, and spiritually, and in all the different ways. And yeah, what were you going to say? I was curious. Um, the Rebbe's been gone for a number of years. How has that affected raising funds for the Chabad So, you know, Baruch Hashem, you know, he says that the Rebbe, it's interesting, we can work off the Rebbe's letters about the previous Rebbe, we can apply it today. This is very, very, um, you know, very telling, and it's also, also very timely, because we are going to be gather, getting together next week for the annual Kinnus HaShluchim, which is all the world Shluchim from all over getting together. And uh, to be honest with you, sometimes, you know, uh, those of us who have more humble Chabad houses and more humble budgets and are on Lenin, uh, are a little bit... Uh, Envious, or almost—I don't want to say—feel like like half failures, <laughs> not of not being able to to bring in those million-dollar people. And uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't really. Baruch Hashem, you know, I, everybody has to do what they have to do and connect and do what's right for them. And Baruch Hashem, I thank God for the success for my share of doing what I can do. But I, when you're asking me about uh, how is the fundraising going? So, you know, they, they were able to uh, motivate somebody like a Roar. Uh, Roar. Now, now the old Roar passed away, the younger children. And they give millions of dollars, you know, to establish Chabad houses on the campuses and, on, and in Russia and all over. I and mean, we were talking about big, big, gigantic bucks over there. And 11, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and these, and not, and, and so these people, and the reality is, you don't just, you know, in, in Chabad, we try, you know, we don't just take your money, we give you something too. So, you know, he says, you know, usually, he says when the uh, people come, you know, they, they'll put up a mezuzah, they'll give me a pair of tefillin, they'll do something for me, and not just say, I want your money. <laughs> and so, but usually these people that get involved, they become not only benefactors, but they get closer to Yiddishkeit themselves. Maybe they weren't as close before. So there is Baruch Hashem, a large group now who are business people who are doing well within the uh, Chabad community and you know Baruch Hashem and also a lot of people from the outside that have a lot of talent and there's a lot of uh, a lot of great a lot of education and a lot of uh, have joined the, the forces and have found you know their spiritual uh, I guess home in Chabad and then they contribute generally to different activities so but when the Rebbe started here, it was a totally different picture. <laughs> they were had to stand basically by the door and, and, and ask for a donation and everything else. So that was, uh, that was different. But this was all, uh, you know, developed over the year. I mean, it's not, uh, uh, doesn't happen you know, just like that.